Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. I'm delighted to say Peter Dowdle, the IrishGardener.com, uh, joins us. He has been missed for the last two weeks, I can tell you that. Uh, good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you? You were dearly missed the last two oh, Wednesdays. We, we had questions in every Wednesday and we keep saying, oh, he's not with us today, he's not with us today. Did you get away or did you staycation or what did you get up to? We, we went away to Italy. We went oh. away to, up, up in Tuscany and it was absolutely gorgeous. Nice to get the vitamin D uh, yeah. injection this year, it was necessary. It was lovely over there. Did you look at flowers and plants and shrubs? I didn't look at one plant. Did you not? <laughs> when I did, I couldn't not. But, yeah. uh, but I'd be shot if I went off. <laughs> but but, ve- but very different because of the weather, is it? Well, you know, it is and it isn't. They can grow a lot more, obviously, because they get the, the hot temperatures. Like it was, it was between 30 and 37 for most of the time when we were there. Uh, so <clears throat> for an Irishman like myself, it's, it's too hot to do much but holiday. But uh, in terms of the the, the the flora there, no, because they do get quite a lot of rain as well. Uh, like when we were there now, there was about four thunderstorms. Now, they're very they're very organised about the weather, if you know what I mean, and that the storm comes, it lasts two or three hours. There might be torrential rain for an hour in it, uh, and then it stops. But they do get quite a lot of rain as well. I haven't checked the figures, but that part of Italy, I do know, um, they, 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 they'd grow an awful lot of plants similar to what we would grow here. Obviously, they can grow a wider range because of the high temperatures in the summer. But uh, no, it's not that dissimilar. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, also, I just always think when you go abroad, there seems to be the colour seems to be gorgeous, even though we can get fantastic colour in this country uh, as well, even if we don't get a lot of sunshine. Let's get straight into questions. There seems to be a lot of questions coming in about hydrangeas for some reason. Let me give you some of them. Hi, hi Peter. My hydrangeas are withering. Um, do you think they could have been scorched? What's the problem from Pat? See, when when he, when Pat says withering, I'm wondering: does he mean the flowers are withering or the leaves? So, if the flowers are withering, that's quite normal. The flowers will go off or will go over, and you'll have more flowers coming on. Now, they, depending on the variety, too, some of them, like Annabelle, the, the lovely white one, which is a, a, a hydrangea arborescence, which is a bit different to the normal kind of mop head and lace cap hydrangeas, they will wither. The flowers will wither, and that there's nothing you can do about that. They have a lifespan, and then more flowers come. With the mop heads and the lace caps, some will wither and some you can dry them and, and have them continuing throughout the, the winter months indoors. Um, so if it's the flowers withering, I wouldn't be concerned. Unfortunately, I wouldn't think it's scorch. <laughs> if, if you'd asked me last week in Italy, I might have thought it was scorch. But not we haven't had year. the weather this year for that. So. Yeah. But if the leaves are withering, then it's different. It's a different problem. Um, so I would wonder if the, if, the leaf, if the plant is growing in a pot of the open ground. If it's growing in a pot, uh, and you laugh at me when I say this, but if it's growing in a pot, it may well just be lack of water because uh, even though we have had rain, obviously the, the, the canopy of foliage and flowers over the hydrangea can often stop the rain getting into the soil. So if it's the leaves withering and if it's growing in a pot, I'd say, believe it or not, it is lack of water. If it's the flowers withering, I wouldn't be in the least bit concerned. It's perfectly normal. And Anne in Ovens wants to know when is the best time to prune a hydrangea and, and sow some of the cuttings? 
Well, you could take cuttings off it now. I wouldn't prune it now, but you could certainly take cuttings from it now. Uh, and they root quite successfully at this time of the year. So you take cutting about four to six inches in length. The base of the cutting is a node. Now, what a node is, is just where the leaf meets the stem. It's just where the, the leaf buds are at the stem. That's a node. So the base of the cutting should be a node into a small bit of rooting powder, into a bit of compost. Leave one pair of leaves on the top of the cutting uh, and remove anything above that. You don't want any flowers or flower buds or anything like that in the cutting. Just uh, a, a cutting node at the base, about four to six inches in length, with the pair of leaves at the top of the cutting and they root away quite easily for you at the moment. The best time to cut them back then, I would say, uh, like you could deadhead and, and trim up to tidy up at this time of the year, no problem if it needs it. But I wouldn't give it its, its annual haircut, if you like, until uh, end of February, early March, until it's coming into the new season next year. OK, Anne in Mitchestown has hydrangeas growing in her garden and one she describes as the flowers being very low to the ground. Uh, what happens when the flower droops down? The others are fine. It's just the one. The flower, flower is actually dipping right onto the lawn. It's probably just like a, it's probably just a physical thing as opposed to, to a horticultural thing in that it, the flowers can get top heavy. And again, a, a particular varieties like Annabelle, which I referred to, the stems aren't always, believe it or not, strong enough to hold the weight of the flower. And particularly when we get a bit of wet weather, so the flowers become even heavier with the rain on them, it can just physically bend over. There's very little you can do except stake them. Uh, and I wouldn't be going out with bamboo stakes tying up every single bloom because if number one is too much work and number two it'll look bad. Uh, but you can get, you know, these metal stakes that you can get for perennial plants, which you don't tie them to, they're just supports. They stop stems from falling over. I'd get yourself a few of them maybe and put them around the base of the plant to keep the, the flowers upright. Um, if it's an Annabelle or one of them, then that's about all you can do. If it's something like the mac- one of the macrophyllas, one of the, the mop heads uh, that's bending over with the weight, pruning it, as I said, in kind of the end of February, early March next year, pruning it to strengthen it might help that as well. But but I think maybe, probably because of the amount of rain we've had this summer, uh, and I think maybe going out to get uh, some of those metal stakes, those metal stakes you, that you'd usually use for perennials, that should help, I think, to hold them up. Okay, could you, a listener has sent on, I know John Paul sent it on to you by WhatsApp, it's a purple flower that flowers in early spring. Do you know the name of it and will the seeds and the leaves grow next year? Yes, I just opened it in front of me there now, as a, just after I was talking to John Paul. It's Lunaria, or Honesty is the name of the plant. A lot of people will know it by the, the name Honesty. It's also called the, the common name of the, the money plant or the coin plant. because the It looks like coins. Yeah, yeah, they look like coins. It's a lovely kind of traditional cottage garden plant. Um, I remember growing it as a child. Lovely purple flowers. Now, it is a biennial. So what that means, Tricia, is it takes two years to complete its life cycle. So you have perennial plants, which will grow forever, and you have annual plants, which will complete their life cycle in one year. So they go from seed to flower in the one year. Um, The biennial will take two years to go from seed to flowering stage. So in other words, the answer to the question is yes, the seeds in those seed pods in the photograph will grow, I would plant them outdoors or even in the indoors if you, if you have a glass house and a, a, a pot full of compost. Very lightly cover the seed, only really lightly cover it uh, early next year, kind of March, April next year. They will grow. Uh, they'll germinate and grow quite quickly, but they won't flower next year. They won't flower to the following year. Uh, so in the following year, I would plant them wherever you want them to flower uh, and plant them where you're not going to be disturbing the soil because they'll set their own seed um, as those seed pods in the photograph crack open. They'll set their own seeds, so you won't have to go to the effort, if you like, of collecting the seed and replanting it each year. They'll do that all 
and then you'll have you'll have honesty for years to come. Well done. Mary says, all my tomatoes are going rotten. Now, I mistakenly, says Mary, set an outdoor brand called Marmalade, which she put in brackets, wouldn't be my favourite. I'm growing them indoors in a conservatory. Is it possible to overfeed them? And would that be why they went rotten? Uh, she didn't send a photograph, Chris, did she? No. No, OK. Uh, I wonder, I, if there's so many things that can affect tomatoes. Really, a photograph would help. So maybe send one into the radio station. OK, and are. actually, I've just that's come in on a WhatsApp. So, Mayor, if you want to photograph it, send it into us and we can get it on to Peter. Not for this week, we'll get it on for next week. I certainly will have a look okay. at the photograph and, and try and give an answer, yeah. OK, Magella says, question please for Peter. I planted a rose tree a few weeks ago. I have an amount of flowers on it, but the leaves are turning a rust colour with black spots and something appears to be eating the leaves. Can uh, Peter suggest what I need to do? Now, she says, well, what, what can I spray on it? But I know you're not the great well, fan well, of the yes, sprays. Well, you, you have two things going on there. The, you have black spot, uh, or the, the, the caller has black spot, uh, which is a fungal infection. And I was just kind of uh, laughing to myself there when you said there's a lot of questions about hydrangeas because I put a video up on uh, hydrangea care on my own Facebook page, Irish Gardener, a couple of weeks ago, and it's had tremendous... <laughs> Uh, it's obviously the time of the year there's, there's been about 20,000 people have looked at it uh, and tremendous feedback but I also did one uh, on Rose Black Spot the week before and again the reaction was phenomenal there's been about 23, 24,000 views of it so people are interested because it's, it's, people are suffering from it so the, the best thing to do actually is have a look at that video it's on Facebook on the Irish Gardener page uh, and the Black Spot mildew, rust all these fungal problems which affect roses are caused uh, by warm, damp conditions, which we have at the moment. So there's a couple of things you need to look at. Pruning it, I wouldn't give your, I wouldn't normally recommend giving your rose its, its annual pruning right now, but if it's suffering from a bad fungal infection, I would. Uh, and a lot of people who follow the advice by pruning it and, and keeping good air circulation around the plant have come back to me and said, we followed your advice, and they sent in pictures and said, look, it's flowering again, it's brilliant. So, you know, ju- you don't need to rush to the chemical store, as you say, Trish, and just pour sprays on it. A bit of just knowing what's causing it uh, and then knowing how to counteract it will help. So it's caused by fungal infection. Poor air circulation around the plant and warm and damp conditions will lead to fungal infection. So prune it so it's a good open plant. You don't have many crossing branches and crossing leaves. There's good air circulation through the plant. Uh, you can treat it then with, believe it or not, a mixture of milk and water, about one part milk to two parts water, normal full-fat cow's milk mixed with two parts water. Spray that on the plant, and that will work very well from an antifungal point of view. Also, if you wanted copper sulfate, which is another organic uh, broad-spectrum fungicide, instead of the milk, you wouldn't do both. So copper sulfate mixed with water, spray that on the plant, and that will also control it. Uh, and you, you will have success, and you will have more flowers. Okay, question for Peter, please. Uh, there's no detail of what type of shrubs, but can I move shrubs from one spot in the garden to another at this time of year? The, the, obviously, I don't know which shrubs they're no. talking about there, but I would say the general, in fact, the definite answer to that for any of them is no, certainly not at this time of the year. The time you would do nearly all moving uh, of plants, you can plant anything from a pot into the ground at this time of the year, but you can't take anything from the ground at this time of the year. This is where the old saying... Um, Chris, if you remember, you should only plant things uh, in, a, in a month with an R in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's not actually about planting, it's the other way around. It's about you can't, the reason being that traditionally, before garden centres had everything in, in plastic pots, things were lifted out of the ground in the nursery and sold to the customers going back before before you or I were born, out, Chris. Um, <laughs> but that, that was not because you couldn't plant, but because you couldn't take something out of the soil. So 
really when the plant is totally dormant, any time between kind of November to, to March, depending on the, the temperatures, uh, when the plant is fast asleep, because when you take something out of the ground to move it, it's unavoidable. You are going to damage some of that root system. So you do that during the dormant period so that the plant has a chance to repair that damage before it's actively growing. At the moment, all plants in the ground are, are taking water and nutrients out of the soil every second of every day. So if you disturb that root system, you're going to just kill the plant. So don't take anything out of the ground at this time of the year. Hi, uh, Peter. How tall does Cantoni Aster Horizontalis? Horizontalis, is it? Horizontalis. Horizontalis. How how tall does it grow? Well, it shouldn't grow that high because as the name suggests, horizontalis, it's a horizontal grower. It's more of a ground cover than a, than an upright one. But it will grow, it will also, it produces these kind of arching stems. It's also called the fishbone plant. It's a stunning plant and you know it, you've seen it a million times, if you, even if you don't know it by that name. But um, it, it, it's called the fishbone plant because in the winter, when all the leaves are gone from it, the, the stem looks like it's a the branches look like the, the framework of a fish's skeleton. Ah, I'm um, just looking at it here in the photograph. It's fabulous. Yeah, yeah. you do know it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it, it can, those branches kind of grow on top of each other and they're they're not overly pliant, if you know what I mean. There's a bit of rigidity in them, so they can get to a height. Um, the answer to the question, how high will they grow? I've never seen one higher, I'd say, than, I'd say, I got, I would say three or four feet in height. Um anything, any of them that I have seen at three or four feet in height are, are probably spread to about 20 feet at that stage. Mm. So you're really talking about an established plant. Um, I would be inclined to keep it lower by pruning because I think it can become quite an untidy plant if you let it grow to that height. I would keep it lower. I would keep it less than two feet off the ground and encourage it to spread more. Okay. Hi, Peter. I set grass three weeks ago. It came up very well. When should I give it its first cut? If it's got three weeks ago, it's totally against what the textbooks would say, of course, or the advice I would give to do it three weeks ago because we we should be suffering from drought. But obviously this year we're not. So you've been you've been lucky and uh, it has come on well. I would say you could be near enough to giving it its first cut now. Uh, you'd, you'd say when it's about three to four inches in height, you'd cut it at, its, at the, the highest setting of the lawnmower uh, and then go down gradually weekly after that. But yeah, you'd probably be soon enough, three to four weeks at this time of the year, it should be near or thereabouts. Out you get with the lawnmower. Question for Peter. What advice would he what what advice would he have for what may be eating the flowers on my hydrangeas? Also when is the time to prune a holly tree? It's Mary Kiss game. Uh, sorry, what was the second part? When to prune the holly prune tree? Prune a holly tree, yeah. When to prune the holly tree is the easier part to answer. You do that after burying, which is kind of, obviously it's burying any time from, from now, they're in bury, even though they're green. So from now to kind of end of February, they're in bury, uh, and then they flower again around May time. So I would cut them back kind of February, really, any time during February, March, I would cut them back for the holly. As to what's eating the hydrangea flowers, it's a more difficult question to answer because we had this question a couple of weeks ago, I think, Trish, on, on your program, uh, and I looked into it, and there is a beetle that does, I can't for the life of me now, even though I looked into it, I can't remember the name of the beetle, because there was a new one on me, to be honest with you, uh, and I, I looked up the name of the beetle that, that eats it, but it doesn't seem to be in Ireland, so I'm just a bit worried now because that's the second question that we've had, and I've never really been asked that question before. Um so there is a beetle that does eat, eat the hydrangea flowers. I can't just say for the life of me remember the name of it. Um, 
I would always have put it down to slug damage or something like that before then. But again, leave that one with me and I'll check. I'll get more information okay. on that now. And, we, and we can come back to that uh, yeah. again next uh, week. Um, question, how to get rid of mushrooms in mulch? Mushrooms well, you don't. Mulch. You, you don't really. You leave them. It's, it's fungal. So it's a, it's a mulch, like a bark mulch or a wood chipping or something like that. Um, and fungi is part of, of the whole tapestry of nature's great tapestry without fungal growth and fungi and mushrooms and things like that it, nothing would break down and nothing would become soil so we, we'd be drowning in our own garden waste if you like we need the, we need that fungi to, to break it down into humus and into soil so the, the mushrooms and the toadstools are just the, the blossoms of that fungus if you like and 99% of them aren't doing any damage at all they're, they're doing a lot of good and no damage um, the only thing is if you think it's something like honey fungus so if it's a honey coloured toadstool and there's kind of black bootlaces underneath it, then you need to be worried. But but that doesn't really grow on mulch in its own. That needs living tissues in which to feed. So I would say don't worry about it. You, you, sh- you shouldn't have to worry about them at all. They'll die off in their own time. If you are anyway concerned, again, a photograph, send it into yourselves or send it into me in the Irish Garden and I'll have a look at it. Uh, but I, I'm 99% sure I wouldn't worry about it. Okay, and, and any photographs that have come in, we will send them on to uh, Peter for uh, next week. And I mentioned this earlier, Doris Garden Fate is on today, actually kicked off at 12 noon for people that are in and around the uh, Doris uh, area. Some of those garden fates and festivals are still on. Are you up to anything this week? Or are you just settling back into normal life after the holidays? Settling back into <laughs> normal life is exactly what I'm doing. And you know yourself when you come back from holidays, you, you kind of, um, you're snowed under with... With emails and work, it's hard. It's hard, and especially coming back to the way the weather was as well. Okay, enjoy, and we'll talk next Wednesday. Thanks, Trish. Thanks for that. Bye bye. That is uh, Peter Dowdle, our resident gardener, theirishgardener.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.